Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip up racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of the shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Hay will be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominique? Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. <laughs> We're starting this like, you know, finish telling the story. Wait, yeah. hold on, but the intro song is actually. Uh, I know, but playing. we don't. Usually, you understand people, whenever we start that, we don't we don't have the headphones on, so we don't have the intro music playing, so I don't hear the intros, I don't hear the cues to get right. me, and Mike and I were having a conversation, well, let's just, and uh, bitch-ass uh, Andy was like, we gotta go now! Well, so but I'm like, just, uh, just from the standpoint of the song fading out, it's, <laughs> it's a weird yeah. it's a weird way to start, like, welcome back to NPR. Yeah. No. <laughs> Someone just said Puerto Rico <laughs> Suave. Welcome back to the, welcome back to three. Anyway, so, um... We can't we can't NPR too much because there's an intro. It's probably faded out by now. I don't know. This yeah. is, it just goes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Mike was Mike was was looking at Pete Pete Susan's pictures of the Obamas. Which Obama's picture was photographer. It? Yeah, it was the one where. Um, okay, so Michelle has a quote. Oh, by the way, uh, shout out to Michelle's Hills. Um, <laughs> yeah. The thigh highs. Uh, yeah. They were. But um, basically, Pete Susan put a picture up of Michelle and Barack. Uh, it looks like that hallway coming from the residency. Uh-huh. They go well from the Oval Office to the residency, right? And uh, he got his coat around her because uh, I guess it's cold outside because it's Christmas. He has a wreath and it just says the caption just says "Once Upon a Time." So, uh-huh. I, so you know, Pete's always throwing shades. Yeah, so Pete I get, is a yeah. Pete's brutal. <laughs> By the way, we brutal. should introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Andy Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Randolph Terrence. Our guest is Mike B. That is Mike, Mike B. B. Yeah. Pete Souza is, um, <laughs> is brutal. He's right on time with that shit. <laughs> like he's got a thousands of tens yeah. of thousands of pictures. His, his only reason why I followed him was the like, like was it the inauguration was it January. Yeah, 4th? I followed him too for the same yeah. reason. Yeah, it was like right. It was like the next day. Yeah, he, okay. <laughs> he was just throwing out that that he's, shape. He just goes yeah. into his database. I guess they're all tagged. and just search. Yeah, they by, just like, come from a party. Yeah, yeah. they going home. They going. You know what they going to do? <laughs> put them. <laughs> you know what they going to? That's what he's telling her. Yeah. You know what it is when I get you in the girl. When I get you in this room, you got the thighs up in there. Feeling good about myself, girl. <laughs> <laughs> talking that shit. <laughs> feeling good about myself, girl. Must be that ginseng I'm taking. <laughs> Something. Yeah, I wonder how many times Trump has had a hooker pee in the White House bed. Because <laughs> oh, Obama leaking. slept there for eight years. Eight years. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, did more than just, sleep. Yeah, oh, he did way more than sleep. You figure that that first night, that first night. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that that bed got destroyed that the, first night. The, the look, the look on her face, like when he was doing the oath and <laughs> yeah. into the limousine and yeah. getting out of the limousine, walking to the, to the crowd and yeah, that bed got destroyed that parade. first night. It, it you was, could tell, like towards the end of the parade, she was like, "Okay, when is some of this over?" <laughs> I'm guessing, even no matter what age you are, if you become president, you gotta be like, "I gotta have White House sex." 
Yeah. Right? You got it like There's people have people have hotel sex. Like anywhere it's like, oh, this is a, a new location. Yeah. Even if you're like let's say you're Joe Biden, let's say you're seventy six. Oh, he fucked it. He fucked in that residency. Let's say you get elected president and then you're like, Well, we're kind of past our prime sexually. We you know, we're older. Get that Viagra. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. We're sleeping in a White House now. We got <laughs> yeah. we gotta have White House sex. Joe right? look at that Barack like, uh, so you're going so you're still going to Korea, right? <laughs> You take a Michelle with you? <laughs> oh, 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 all right. So what, where's Michelle's mom and the kids going to be? Yeah, I think. Because we could watch it. Me and my wife could watch it. Yeah, I'll, go, <laughs> I'll go feed the fish for you. Like, I'll go I'll go check on. The, Somebody's got to watch Bo. Yeah. I got Bo. Yeah, I'll go, the, I'll go uh, let Bo out, you know. The. Uh... But then Obama probably has a little camera on Bo's collar. <laughs> to record what Bo's doing like those, those wacky like look what my dog does when I'm not home and then, and then Obama pulls it up on his phone and Bo is watching Joe Biden fuck his wife <laughs> in Obama's bed doing that turn that head tilt yeah. thing the like head tilt camera thing. keeps tilting to the left yeah. and to the right he's, like, and he's wearing aviators yeah <laughs> you wear the aviators while you fuck Joe yeah. Joe's Joe just smiling <laughs> you know what it is young buck you wear aviators why are you yeah. calling me young buck why are you talking directly to Bo. <laughs> That's so weird. Finger guns. Obama gets a little text. Everything's great at the White House. Bo out. Bo's happy. Stay yeah, as long as you like yeah, uh, on that trip. Uh, yeah. You know, stay an extra week if you want. How many times you think they did it on Air Force One? But oh, they had to. I mean, there was times when she would she get on a plane in one outfit and get off in another outfit. Right. I'm like, come on, man. Right. <laughs> come on, man. Not even be a discreet. Uh, listen, Michelle, can I talk to you uh, in a room for a second? In a private, yeah. in a private room for a second? just for a second, just just for a second. That's the reason why we're about to have a little turbulence. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Uh, you that's know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's the whole reason why for Trump's inauguration, why her hair was like that. She was like, mm, we, got, we got one more night in, right? Right. <laughs> we got to. That's the last time. Yeah. yeah. She yeah, had that red coat on. Do it on a helicopter. Do it on the helicopter at least once. Look, pilot, just keep looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look back a, here. We got to balance the weight, guys. <laughs> we'll look back here. Hike your dress up, girl. <laughs> look back here. Are these windows tinted? It doesn't matter. We don't care. Yeah, we're above the ground. Nobody can see. <laughs> no other planes can be around us. Why? Because yeah. I'm in Marine One. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't need this. Just look ahead, pilot. <laughs> you up there like. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing the, the limo driver. The <laughs> Let me just adjust this mirror. Right yeah. That's a good radio, by the way, us doing the mirror adjusting. <laughs> They're, they're pantomiming. That's good radio. Us doing a mirror adjusting, looking up, adjusting the mirror. Yeah. That's good radio right like there. That's what they do in, in movies with the, the the cab driver, the killer. Yeah. Adjust the mirror. You see his <laughs> eyes in the mirror on the back seat. You just see the eyes looking up. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Lambert. I just saw him on the OG doing that. Oh, really? The last OG, yeah. Third episode. He adjusted the mirror? Tiffany Haddish and her husband around. Okay. He's the uh, Uber driver. Got co- had a couple of lines. He said he was in, yeah, he was in the clip. car with her for hours doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. I said he's doing the mirror looking at them. Did he throw in like, I'm a comedian. Never <laughs> <laughs> need an opener. I wonder. Chris is, Chris is pretty professional with his acting, so yeah. probably not, which is, that's probably the moment that he needed to do that, yeah, you gotta, by the way. you got to be aggressive. So, Tiffany? So, uh, <laughs> before we continue, Tiffany, um, listen, yeah. I'm a comic. Yeah. Um, like, did you, I'm like, did you say that to Melissa McCarthy? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> you took a picture with her. You didn't nah, think to say that. You got to you got to steer the conversation to make it seem natural. Right. <laughs> you got to start talking about something comedy related and be like, well, yeah, because I mean, I because I'm a stand up. So, but like when I do it, so you throw it in, you slip it in, so that yeah. they don't feel like it was forced then, in there. And then they hit you with the. Uh, well, I know what you just did, but that's good. Well, yeah. you're good at that. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. You didn't just come right at me with it. And then you're like, here's my album. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tiffany, I just went and bought something from Groupon. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I like liar seasoning as well. And I'm a comic. So yeah. <laughs> I'm a comic, too. I saw like, a thing uh, that she, somebody said that she's dating Common now. So Dave Common's been getting around then. What's his, how, his list of women? Um, Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Badu. Well, they got a baby together. I don't know if that counts. No, they don't have a baby together. His, don't they have a child together? No. no those We've talked about this. He's trying to raise a daughter, but it's not from her. Okay. I thought that was her kid. Yeah. So she just said the two is just with uh, Andre. Andre three, with Andre? No, they have one. She has one with Andre and one with uh, somebody else. You know who the other one must be? Um, the DOC. Was it DOC? Because she was- We literally had this exact conversation They were once. together before the accident, I think, where he lost his voice. I mean, pre-accident, kinda, he's kind of got it back now. But she was she wasn't around back. This is I when she some, was. A, I saw some YouTube video of the DOC singing, like he's doing these vocal exercises where he can kind of sing. Okay. Where he doesn't have that that scratch. But was his accident was like? I mean, she wasn't famous at that point. No, <laughs> no, that was. She was working at Steve Harvey's Comedy Club in Dallas. Oh, wow. I believe, yeah. She was like the the. All the comics wanted like to hook up with her. Front the coat check girl on the front thing. Oh wow, she's funny too. That's what everybody says, you know. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. funny off the cuff. Well, I gotta imagine if you work at a comedy club, eventually you start yeah. picking up on little things. Yeah. Even if you're not even trying to be a comic, you just pick up on stuff. Oh, you oh you Jonah? Yeah. So. <laughs> her first child was with Andre Benjamin. Okay. Uh, named Seven. And then uh, let's see. In 2000, she was in a romantic relationship with Common. Okay. And on July 5th, 04, Badu gave birth to a daughter named Puma. Puma's father is West Coast rapper, the DOC. Oh, so the DOC is the second one, so it was after the accident. Post-accident DOC. After the accident. Okay. Okay, writer DOC. And then she has a third child. With who? With Jay Electronica. Really? Uh, born in 09, a girl named Mars. Uh, with her boyfriend of five years, rapper Jay Electronica. Mars, Puma, and Seven are her three children. Well, I've seen video of them all singing together. Yeah. I need, I need to see a picture of Jay Electronica to, to see um, <laughs> if the trend is... You know, every time somebody dates Eric about... Oh, yeah, he's not wearing, like, yarn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to change. It's, it's, that after, it's that after... Well, during the period, yeah, they change. Yeah. And then they break up, and all of a sudden, they're back to... <laughs> <laughs> so right. Back to where they were. Comments, Except for Andre, Andre stayed the same all the way through the relationship. He was kind Andre, of all right, Andre yeah. came in like that. He came so in like that. He left like that. So, you, so you asked, so was it? She Andre? got common. Oh, common changed. The, he started doing videos about the deaf girl. <laughs> like this is not how you rap, common. She got common. <laughs> he he made a more experimental album during that yep. that phase. Yep. Electric Circus. She got common, and then. Karma changed earth. He got colorful. And then, and then they broke up. And next his, his next album was B. <laughs> <laughs> Glow. <laughs> go, go, go. The song on that is The Corner. I like that one with the Lost Poets. Mm-hmm. I like that shit. I like the- um, It's The Corner. It's all Rock of Gibraltar. All the time. <laughs> 
wonder how long he was holding that stuff back while he was dating Erica about it. Yeah, <laughs> just walking around the house with that shit in his head. She come home, be like, oh no, no. She'd come home and serve him some sprouts, <laughs> smelling like essential oils <laughs> all the time. All the time. <laughs> Is it more incense? <laughs> It's a whole room for incense in this Are house. Are you dropping regular bars from the street? Oh, did we get any emails? We got uh, only a couple. This time of year, emails tend to slow down. Yeah. All of our listeners are on vacation or Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah-related activities. We got um, three well, one, two emails and a comment, actually. First email we got, um, titled the email, College Snowflakes. We talked about Nimesh Patel getting kicked off stage uh-huh. in Columbia. Mm-hmm. By the way, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast. There's a 20-minute or so clip on YouTube of him talking about that, giving more of a play-by-play of all the things that happened. So if you want to know the whole story, it's on there. Uh, and the, uh, he recorded the set, so he I think it's online, too. Uh, good afternoon, three guys. How's it going? This is from Mark B. Uh, I feel a bit left behind, a bit behind. I fell a bit behind, sorry, in episodes, but just finished listening to the episodes with the always great Dominic Rivera. Jerry Seinfeld was my guy when I was in college in 1990. That said, as time went on, Jerry seems to have gotten crankier. Not Bill Maher level cranky, of course, but definitely like someone who might roll his eyes when people 40 years younger than he display discomfort with dad on stage in his suit telling jokes. Or maybe Jerry isn't crankier. Maybe he's the same surface level guy that he always was, but times have changed and today's college kids cannot relate to Jerry's patter. I mean, I wouldn't have been rushing to see, I don't know, Nipsey Russell when I was in college. Um, Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. I do appreciate you all confirming the general comment, though, regarding difficulty in doing college shows. Hearing you all affirm this, I am better able to believe that it is not just the sour grapes of a few out-of-touch rich guys. College students are generally immature. They haven't yet developed the mental or emotional capacity to think about real topics in a truly sensible way. On the one hand, these kids are these are kids who think porn videos reflect some degree of real life. Right. Uh, they don't. Uh, kids who cannot stop themselves from slathering on some blackface, engaging in some rounds of casual harassment and or assault, or running naked through the quad with cookies lodged between their butt cheeks. <laughs> Where's your president? Uh, Dennis Miller had a good bit about that years ago. At the same time, college is where kids first start to hear words like intersectional, microaggression, and problematic. They're not quite certain what these things mean or when to apply them. So some of them go too far in codependence, pushing back too hard, pushing back hard at mere mention of a taboo word, regardless of context. Other kids pay no attention, heading straight for the Kiwi shoe polish and the iPhone. A stand-up comic is probably not the best move for college campus, particularly with the younger set. No doubt they would prefer that YouTube prank dude guy to show up on campus. He can A lot of those least, people do. Yeah, he can at least tell the kids, which is... Uh, which is a better cookie to insert from his personal experience. Um, that's what they're doing now, I think. A lot of those people do. Then again, do uh, looking at how a number of seasoned comics and Nick Cannon <laughs> responded to Kevin Hart's <laughs> latest embarrassment, uh, should we be shocked that 20-year-olds don't quite possess the maturity to, to process jokes? Talk about a self-own. Great show as always. Thank you very much for everything, Mark. Um, yeah, I mean, Seinfeld, you age out of college yeah. too. So he they don't... That. They don't get you sometimes because you You're don't relate dead. to them. But also, what can also be true simultaneously is that they 
are sort of uh, hesitant to go with you on certain topics. They prejudge. You start to say something. They don't want to necessarily endorse what you're saying before you get to the end of it because what if you take some left turn and say the wrong shit? They don't want to give you laughs. So they sit back and wait and wait and wait, which means they're not laughing. And, yeah, certain words, trigger words, if you say, oh, yeah, I was talking to this black guy. They're like, he talked about black people. Oh, no. That's not what you were doing. And they got the cell phone out already, so they're recording you. Yeah, My and question. it's not all of them either. It's it's, but Very even if it's group. a minority, it's a it's a vocal minority. But, and the sensitivity has been in colleges for twenty plus years. They've been very sensitive crowds for a long time. It's now every everything can be recorded, so you hear about it more. And also, the sensitive twenty three to twenty five year old who's out of college now is starting to make their way into comedy clubs mm-hmm. so you're seeing a little more of that sensitivity in non-college shows whereas before it was a very specific line college shows are like this yeah non-college shows are like that college shows on campus are more sensitive than college shows at like the local bar that has like a stage off campus because mm-hmm. people who hang out on campus are generally going to be underclassmen they're younger and not as cool. Off yeah. campus is where cool kids go. So we're cool. You, there are different lines, um, but yeah, you do have that sensitivity. It's there. It's been there for a long time. It's not some made up shit that the old out of touch guy said. It's true. Except now you're more likely to get literally mic cut, shouted down, whereas right. before you just bomb. You so, know? Right. So my question is, um, just reading all that and just getting, why is Jerry Seinfeld of all people who who's like number one top? He grocery- said it. Somebody asked him about it. He said it like so said two it. years ago. He was like, I, I don't play colleges. They're too uh, sensitive. Okay. And sensitive college kids were like, well, we're not. It's like, you <laughs> just proved well. it, you sensitive dummies. <laughs> you he reacted said, sensitively. Two years ago, mm-hmm. Rock said the same thing. They were, I think they were having a conversation. Yeah. He just said it in a conversation. It was Rock, him, and um, Louie. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais. Oh, was it on that HBO show? Yeah, he said it on that. But it's like to comics, that's like such a such a non story. It's like shrug. Mm-hmm. But then non comics like what the like college kids who hear but that are like the worst is the comic who goes the the basic the comic, the how dare you comic. Yeah. Well they have the right to those comics. <laughs> They're the worst. I'm like you don't get how this yeah. works. All Seinfeld said was I don't play those anymore. It's not my audience. That's yeah. what he said. So you have nothing to there's no reason for you to be upset. He's not saying, "Look, I'm gonna go here and I'm just gonna take my dick out on stage and fuck him." Yeah, he said, "I don't, I don't play those anymore." Yeah, it's just, it's just a not your audience situation. But the contrast is back in the George Carlin days, which is now like forty plus years ago. That was the the place to say whatever you want, mm-hmm. the place to push envelopes and push buttons. And Carlin wasn't pushing; he wasn't being racist on stage. But now it's like the the audience is like he might be being racist. Like they're they're sort of already deciding where you're going with things. Or he might yeah. be that might be sexist. We're not sure what he what he meant by that. So yeah. we're gonna err on the side of overly it seems, sensitive. It kind of ties in with now with the, you know with the way that the generations are going, where attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah, it's like oh, I heard what you said. It sounds like you're about to go down the path of racism, or right. you know, you hate women. And it's like that's not where I was going. Wait for the. It's about to be a plot twist. Like no, no, it's too late. Right. <laughs> and there's a performative aspect because mm-hmm. they're performing too. And there's also a lack of nuance. It's mm-hmm. like there could be. There's not just black and white. Funny is often in gray areas. Yeah, 
and gray areas don't exist for like the overly stereotypical overly sensitive college kid it's like there's no like well i mean i can see both sides there's none of that yeah (laughs) and they're not going to and and laughter for them is an endorsement of an idea also don't forget don't forget what they think is what they think is stand-up and what they think is funny Mm. is not yeah Yeah. it's not stand-up they look at youtube clips and they, they think you know one of these youtube performers well, that's that's stand-up comedy, and then that person gets there and does whatever the fuck they do with kittens and <laughs> videotapes and weird voices and stuff like that. And like, we're seeing stand-up, okay? Then they book a stand-up comic to come in, yeah. And like, oh, he's not doing this. He's right. giving us his actual ideas on things, and I don't agree with them because they're hateful. <laughs> I've had this term in my head for a long time, and uh, I may have said it on the podcast before. I call them comedy gentrifiers. Um, because think of comedy as a neighborhood, mm-hmm. a neighborhood with some flaws, but it's yeah. it's operated fine for decades and decades. And yeah, there's some good things and some bad things, some things that could be improved. But this is our neighborhood, and they have moved into our neighborhood. There's a lot of this, like we have a right to hear comedy. Yeah, you know, kind of feeling like we own comedy. There's a, there's a definite. They have some sort of in their mind ownership of mm-hmm. what comedy should be. The whole punching up, punching down right. rule, which, which is, is not, not a, a rule. Thing. It's a fake it's thing. Not a thing. But they've moved into the neighborhood of comedy. Yeah, and they want the neighborhood to change for them. Yeah, and we're we're sitting there like we've been here all these years, and yeah, it's not all it's not perfect here, but this is our neighborhood, and we. They're like, no, 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 no. We're going to move into your neighborhood and ask you to make your neighborhood cater to us all the time. And if you don't, we're going to speak out about it. It's one thing to say, don't do our college, get kicked off stage. But some of these things filter into broader things of comedy is supposed to be, the rules of comedy are, um, and a lot of that is this bullshit who some person who's seen one comedy show and thinks they know what comedy is because they mm-hmm. just moved into our neighborhood. Okay. And when you're 18 or 19, you've just moved into a lot of neighborhoods. <laughs> you're just learning about the world and you're going to be clumsy about that. But there's sort of, it's almost like a gentrification thing. Like there are people for whatever reason they've decided, com- I deserve comedy. Mm-hmm. on my terms. Like, no, you, you, maybe you don't. You know, comedy <laughs> might not be your thing. Maybe it's not for you. You know, maybe you tried it, and you made comedy is a world that's just too, too full of these these landmines for you. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe you go back to watching uh, prank in the hood videos or some shit on YouTube. Watch watch Tyrone tell people they're gonna fuck his woman. Yeah, <laughs> now that's funny. long dick style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if long dick is a style. So much. <laughs> I don't I know what that means. I I like I've never I've never seen Mr. Marcus go long dick style. <laughs> I think you're born with long dick style. I don't think, you can't be taught. So you can't teach height. I've been in the fuck game for a long time. I ain't never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like what's, what does that mean? <laughs> um, our, our next email is from Brooklyn Shoe Babe. It's a very short one. It's about last week's episode on Thursday called Polyamorous with Elton. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I love Pop Pop stories. He's yeah. got to do. He has no idea how funny they are. A memoir or something. <laughs> he has no idea. He Counsel- just goes over his head. Counseling yeah. the husband of the woman he had a crush on as bananas. S M D H L O L. Now see when he put it in that ter- in that one sentence counseling the woman the husband of the woman he had a crush on his bananas to Elton he was like oh yeah like this is like a shrug yeah I don't know if you heard last Thursday's podcast oh. Elton brought up that he reconnected on the internet with a woman 
that he had a crush on all the way through school, like from elementary, middle, high school. Wow. Reconnected with her as in just having some emails back and forth. And then one day he hits her up on like a Facebook messenger and she and he gets a reply and and it turns out it's her husband <laughs> who has found out that she's talking to this guy mm-hmm. online and has gotten mad at his wife for this. And it results in Elton getting on a three-way phone call with yeah. the husband and the woman he had a crush on all these years and he's counseling them on their relationship. <laughs> and, was, and you all you just asked a casual question. You ever had a weird encounter with someone from like your high school days online? He was like, yeah. oh yeah. I was like, yeah, I do. I'll tell you. <laughs> but he didn't even think it was a big deal. He was like, oh yeah. I mean, he let us, t- he let me talk first. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I was like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Not really. I mean, I've had a couple like things where I felt like I could go weird. And Elton, if that's your story, you jump in like, shut up. I got a better story. <laughs> Alan thought it was, just, oh, my turn? Okay, well, this one time. Yeah, I had I had a story. And I was like, I no, nothing I say. <laughs> you top that? I mean, I have a I have a decent story, but I ain't got shit to do with that. Like, this is better. <laughs> this is what far superior. taking a call from some dude? This is far superior. <laughs> like, hang up the phone. Yeah. No, just, I thought I would talk to him. I was oh, vulnerable. You know, I just I just got divorced. I was vulnerable. Was talking, you know? <laughs> no, I had a little time on my hands, you know. Man, what are you doing? <laughs> I was throwing out some, some chicken. and That's not the thing. I was like, well, I, my story is nothing even close to this yeah. shit, so fuck it. <laughs> I talked to my therapist about my story. You, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> Uh, we got a comment on Patreon, which I think, I don't know if it got deleted. I didn't see it when I went into Patreon, but I got the email saying it's from Ka. Um, and he says, and I, I'm going to do this too, but he says, is there a link to the Haywood theme song floating out there? I was having a hard, turn up, turn up, turn hard time getting up this morning. And when up, you guys up, played it up. on episode 794, it woke my ass up. Good thing I didn't have to go into the office. So maybe I'll put it up on our SoundCloud turn up, page turn up, turn for up. people to download yeah. um, and make it their, turn up, maybe turn their up, turn up. morning wake-up <laughs> alarm turn up, sound. Turn up. Um, that's all the emails we got. Three guys on at Gmail. Turn you can tweet up, turn at us. Up, turn up. You can also hit us up on uh, Patreon and leave comments. And we, did get, we got a couple tweets this week, I think, about uh, whenever Elton's on. Yeah, it's going to be some sort of crazy story, man. Uh, well, one person, this is not about Elton, uh, tweeted, tweeted at us, uh, since three guys on talked about the usage of the phrase racially tinged instead of racist, I've been seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all racially over the place. Tinged. Racially charged. Like racially charged, racially charged. It's going to be the name of my next album, my next special, racially charged. Um, <laughs> or racially tinged. One of those two is going to be the yeah. name of the next thing. <laughs> and that email came from, uh, that tweet rather came from... Uh, a mill. And then we got a tweet from Nikki uh, listening to three guys on and went real talk for you. Thumped pop pop for talking about Santa. <laughs> Knowing the princess is around. Santa I came last out. night. <laughs> and the queen was in the back upset to LOL. Hashtag trying to raise a daughter. Um, <laughs> yeah. He blurted out some uh, silliness about Santa. some misinformation about Santa Claus within earshot of the child who lives in this so house. He got one of these. Yeah, you got like three of those. It's probably a dent in one of these mics. Underneath. Yeah, you got like three of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I did. I did a once over uh, to make sure before I start talking, talking my mess. But yeah, turn up, turn up, turn up. <laughs> Santa came last night because we're gone. So, so uh, is Santa gonna come again in Texas? Yeah. But okay. Small. Thing. So it's gonna be like a, it's like a double, haul, a triple, because she's had a birthday. That's a lot of, that's a lot of gasoline. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> a lot of hay, a lot of hay and oats for the reindeer. Yeah. 
Rudolph is going to be a little tired. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it works like one day a year. It's like, what's the big deal? Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, I mean, shut down, whatever. You work a double and you get <laughs> 363 days off. Yeah. So, what's the big I guess, well, according to that, movie, according shape, to that like, movie with Tim Allen, they don't get no time off because as soon as it's over, they start planning for the next year. Yeah, but what's Rudolph doing? He's just running laps. He's, he's, he's not helping make gifts. He's got the. Um, Does he have to get back in the game shape? <laughs> Like a training camp? Do they have a training camp? <laughs> well, for him, it's just July. eat, eat uh, <laughs> cookies and drink milk. Yeah. Then he's got to get his, his wind back up, his stamina, yeah. you know, like those old football players who'd work at a grocery store all summer and come in out of shape. Rudolph doing suicides. <laughs> 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 he's got to do suicides. <laughs> up, yeah. and go, up and downs. No water. Another lap. <laughs> Did you see this 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 fucking make America, the, the build the Trump wall, GoFundMe? They're at fourteen million now. Yeah. Somebody ran the numbers and they couldn't raise enough money in like fifty, sixty years right. in order to make this happen. Somebody ran the numbers of it. Yeah. And like you couldn't you couldn't make this happen. And also you couldn't unless you hired a private company, you can't just give Congress money and say, Here's your wall money. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole process to allocate funds so who, so who, from tax dollars. You can't just So that, who's running the, the one guy. I'm because I, I would if I, if it was me, I'll take about about twenty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's taking it all. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's going to take all the money. Like, he's taking it all, and good on them. Fuck them. There's yeah. got to be some fine print in there. Like uh, this money will go to me if the Congress, if there's rules in Congress that don't allow me to donate it. Because yeah. you can't. That's not. A, that's a political donation. Yeah. But the whole wall thing, and now it's uh, fucking steel. The whole racism slats. thing. Oh yeah. They, they, they listen on Monday. It's it's just a it's just a stand Build up racism. that racism. But guys, we gotta we gotta fund this racism before we get go have a good Christmas. Turn our government back on. We gotta fund this racism. Uh, you just said that they they adjourned, they adjourned the Senate until the twenty seventh. Steel slats. So so there's just a bunch of spikes. It looks like there's not there's there's no reinforcement there. These are like twenty foot spikes. Are they connected to each other at all? It looks like just a bunch of. It looks like it's the beginning of a of as as um I used to watch NWA. It's like they're trying to build war games. The two <laughs> the two ring closed in two cages. Oh yeah, like a cage match. Yeah, it's gonna be a cage match. Yeah, and he's like, I need that. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, they said they're gonna they're out until the twenty seventh. These they, these sentence adjourned until the twenty seventh. But if the slat is a, if there's a few inches of width between the slats, I could just hand someone the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> through the slat, through the opening. But I thought they had some prototypes up right now. He was like, "It's beautiful. We got these right here, and then it's you got some fence. wall. It's just a, it's just barbed wire. Yeah, shit up. There's another wall. Yeah. Yeah. Was he, walk, he was walking. We're not putting your racism up. I don't know why I don't mind just say yeah. that. So we're not putting your racism up. It's just racism. Stop it. And Mexico's <laughs> supposed to pay for it. On and on They're and on. It's, it's a it's a whole show now. Like basically, Trump has managed for a couple years to not be responsible for many of his lies. Right. And this is one where like the chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, this cascading in on him. Biggest lie, uh, other than obviously the Russia shit. <laughs> this is his huge campaign thing. Who's gonna pay for it? And the crowd is Mexico. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now it's like, well, now that it comes down to, uh, okay, now you're going to have to admit that yeah. all of this was bullshit. Yeah. On and top of the fact that the, the Trump Foundation just dissolved. and Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about The was foundation, about the three of them that, yeah. that run yeah. this foundation. Okay. Well, they had a Tim Tebow uh, signed football. Oh, there you yeah. go. And, and two fathead Trump heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were fatheads. Yes, they were. <laughs> there was two fatheads. He paid like $100,000 for those Yeah, but they're, they're worth $925. Yeah. I learned that from Rachel Maddow. She was doing big circles on paper. Yep. <laughs> That's you you guys do big circles. <laughs> she gets a little too giddy for my taste, but I still watch or listen every day. But um, 
here's how fucked up this whole thing is for for Trump. I mean, not 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 fucked up, but if you look at Trump's life, he has been somehow able. He was able to get to this point where, through shady deals, tax evasion, he managed to get famous and rich. Yep. Right. And he was like almost seventy years old. Mm. He made it to this point where it's like, okay, I can kick my feet up and stay at Mar-a-Lago for the rest of my life, my last 10, 15 years. Charmy's daughter. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. What do you want to make? I can't say it too loud, but she's uh-huh. trying to raise a daughter. Well, go ahead. Do we have bread? Yeah. Okay. She didn't hear me. She's trying to raise a daughter. So <laughs> he, he got to this point where he had a brand. You don't have to ask also, by the way. She always comes and asks. Like, you don't have to ask. <laughs> she just wants to check on you. She missed you. She had, she has to phys- she had to physically see you. Yeah. <laughs> She's checking on you. I didn't hear anything up here. Where's before. Dad at? No worries. I know. I know how to check. Hey, can I um can I wash your windows? <laughs> no. Okay. Whatever. Just checking. <laughs> but he got to the point where he had set himself up for this cushy retirement, his mm-hmm. old age. Also, he had set up his kids, three his three adult kids. Uh, he had this hit TV show where he worked like six weeks a year on mm-hmm. and had all them on. No. <laughs> no, nah, there's no bread. Oh, shit. We got any, we got any um, hot dogs for you? Go ahead. Plan B. He set up his kids so the next generation, you know, not only do they have money, but like they can trade on their fame. Ivanka has a clothing line. The two other ones can, since they're on a TV show too, can trade on their fame. It's just, this is the narcissism got to him because he was at this point where he had somehow escaped mm-hmm. all of the things that should have brought him down, and then he runs for president and ruins all of it. Right. So he okay. could he he's, he could, he's, he might go to jail. His kids might go to jail. His funds might be seized. His tax returns are going to be out now. All he had to do was just 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 take his foot off the gas. Yeah. <laughs> you know he had to he could have just been like okay I can't believe I got this far. I you know you know that song, that song the gambler know when to walk away yeah he didn't know yeah. he didn't know when to walk his, away his, right. his wall right. aka racism he needed the narcissism <laughs> he needed cheering crowds he needed all, he needed crowds of people to cheer chant his name and he needed his name up in lights mm. and thank you yes go ahead and that's what's going to do him in ultimately yeah is yeah. that. If it wasn't for Barack Obama becoming president, yeah, <laughs> and insulted me to White House correspondent. for those darn kids. <laughs> but he had managed to be because there's a lot you of. You know these what? It's funny. A guy said that on yeah. um, Stephanie Rule's show. Who I don't know if you ever watched her show. Velshian Rule, or, no, her own little thing in the middle. I've afternoon. Seen You're it, not yeah. home in the middle of the afternoon. Sometimes, I am sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in and I see it. Sometimes yeah. I watch. I watch. I listen her. in the car. I listen. She always like she has to pee. You know what I'm saying? She stands with her legs closed like she has to pee. Always. I have a small bladder. In the news today, she was saying that um, a guy said that the stupidest thing that ever happened to Donald Trump was running for and winning the presidency. Right. And I was like, yep. And yeah. her and this other woman was like, it's not stupid. He's a president. I'm like, you're such you're such short-term thinkers. How did you get to this point and be such a short-term thinker? Right. <laughs> there should be one there. I thought this there was one there. This is recording or Does it happen? No. Oh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Trying to feed you a dog. a little bit of that one. <laughs> Mine. Oh, yes, yeah, you drink a little bit of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Go ahead. Got him. Black daddies. 
Black Daddy's matter. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna be asking about the brown liquor in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> is that uh, who's is that? Is that, is that, is that? Is that Hennessy? Is that? Is that? <laughs> it's interesting you brought Hennessy in the house. Who's is that? Can I have, have all it? of it? Or can I drink all of it? It was a very stressful time. Donald Trump just won his second term. <laughs> I need something to deal with this. Uh, yeah. So this guy was like, he got they, away with it. They couldn't see it. Yeah. I was like, how do you not see the fact that? Everything about this this carefully constructed thing is cascading in on him, and he's going to fight crazy style to make sure that it doesn't. It's it's like you remember when Kaiser Soze is walking away, yeah, and like you see the limp go away, right? And you're like, oh, he's that's him, and he's walking away, right, into the sunset. It's if it's if though it's as if though at that moment in the movie Kaiser Soze is like, you know what? I think I'm going to actually turn around and go become chief of police. Yeah. It's like, no, you got away with it. Your whole life, you've just, your future should be feet up in a hammock. And Trump managed to be a piece of shit for years and and managed to leverage his name and make money off it. And now you're pushing 70, which is when people are like, you know what? I'm going to take it easy. And this is what he didn't. He ruined. He's going to ruin his life, the rest of it, and his kids' lives. His kids are done. Uh, the Trump name is done. I mean, I was in Vegas. Every time I went past a Trump hotel, you see in the distance that big Trump. I'm like, oh fucking Trump. You know, like who's mm. no one's staying at those places. Yeah. And all he had to do was just keep his mouth shut <laughs> and just go, just just retire. You know, but he couldn't because yeah. he's this narcissist who needs people to chant his name and so now all of his life is going to be exposed by the end of all this and he might not suffer consequences for all that shit yeah but he's going to be a piece of shit historically he historically even, large piece of shit he won't even get a retirement he won't even get the uh, the president's right. retirement yeah. <laughs> yeah he won't even get that yeah and it's 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 all because and and in addition to that all the other shit like the way he leveraged racism the way russia leveraged him etc mm. etc et but like none of this had to happen if he was just content that he got away with it if kaiser Soze just gets in the car yeah, and drives away. It's like um, the movie's over. Credits roll. <laughs> it's like Frank Lucas. If he never wore that fur coat and that hat, because his girl said, "Hey, you should wear it to right. the fight." To the <laughs> that's right. He, he never got pointed out. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you that had fucking you had coat everything. did him in. Just be careful, because you've been above the law all this time. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I bet there's so many white collar dudes What's who the- are just basically gigantic criminals who've done like Trump who've managed to turn criminality into fame and fortune uh, and respect because he was respected like oh this guy's a great mind and what a negotiator and he knows business and he's a great builder and all of it's a lie Yeah, (laughs) all of it is he's Forrest Gump you know he's this idiot who just manages to show up everywhere you know and get and people somehow fall in love with him and his personality got him this TV show mm-hmm. that gave him a new life after that. And it turns out he's just this piece of shit. You know what's funny and about he him? never had the 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 intelligence to think, all right, I'm uh, I shouldn't keep doubling down. Right. Yeah, right. You know? What's funny about Trump is when he had his TV show, I don't remember him having such a weak vocabulary on his show, <laughs> or did he just not? As talk? you get older, you're, if some people, your synapses yeah. start to. You not start fire. to slow down. Some people, even smart people, like you listen to Bill Clinton talk. Mm-hmm. It's not as sharp. Yeah, it's a little slower. Also, on that show, most of Trump's footage, airtime on that show was like pretty short. Okay, clips. Mm-hmm. They would do a lot of 
editing where suddenly his camera's on someone else and so he might have been like rambling for 10 minutes and they just they just show the two minutes or well, even forget 10 there's seconds a lot of, there's a lot of tapes locked up in safes that they won't let be seen yeah i don't know why they haven't destroyed those tapes yet well you copies were made those things were floating around hollywood yeah. someone has copies so although they haven't well I, I wonder because the nigger tape hasn't appeared yet and i you would have thought that that would have already appeared yeah at some point well, it's yeah. gonna come out it's i don't yeah. think so should have already come out. It's been two years. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody somewhere would be like, man, fuck this, and put the shit out. Yeah. You know, I like feel all like these I people, all these up. people who are talking about all the dirty shit they saw, the producers. Now I saw a comic, Kathy Griffin, put up a thing from some comedian was talking about just shit, random ass, crushed up Adderall and snorting. Shit, it. he would say, and crushing up the Adderall and snorting. I'm like, yo, that's all well and good. Why are you saying it now? Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying it now? Well, he for? said he had a 25 page non disclosure agreement, yeah. and he decided to say fuck it. So we probably should have said fuck it before. Yeah. <laughs> Not Maybe. that it would have made a difference, but you could have lived inside your conscience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you can get like five months before you get to go to jail like um like Cohen. <laughs> yeah. You said yeah. it's a three years in March though. Three so you years, got some time. Yeah. You could do you celebrate New Year's, you can do Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Do you Christmas, celebrate New Year's, walk around with your daughter on her crutch. You know? Trot it up there, you stumped her up there. Just so make sure <laughs> March first you're there sharply at nine. We yeah. yeah. Don't want you to be late. <laughs> yeah. like a good fellas. What happened to get a walk right out of the jail into now the court? Take me to jail. Into the, in, right out of the court into the jail. Right. What happened to that? Yeah. This is report to jail stuff. Yeah, they, 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 they keep it up. Them. We're gonna. It's the honor system. We're they, gonna, they got Cosby. They made sure Cosby got that perp walk. <laughs> 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 they got that on TV. <laughs> yeah, they do that. They do that. Uh, I get. I get. I when he reports to jail, I guess they'll have cameras there, right? They yeah. have him getting out of his car and. Oh, I'm here. I'm here for. I'm here but, for my jail appointment. But he won't get that perp walk though. He won't be in handcuffs from a suit into the to the paddy wagon. No, I guess not. Yeah, he just get, he just pulls up his little SUV to the front door. How do you report to jail? <laughs> do you show up like, hey, I'm here. I got a nine o'clock. I'm actually a little late. It's nine o five. They already got your stuff already laid out for you. Hey, like, Mr. Oh. Cohen, we was expecting you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're late to jail. Well, you're doing three more months after. <laughs> Come that. on. Come on. Traffic this was traffic bad. was bullshit, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on now, you know what it is. you know what it's like on the on the highway. I'm here to uh, I'm 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 here for the jail thing. I got an appointment. Uh, can you give us your name? A uh, Cohen. Oh, oh. Hold on, <laughs> I gotta look him up. You're not on the list. <laughs> What's today? <laughs> oh, today's oh shit. Just, I'm a day early. Sorry, is it thirty first? Oh, okay. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> be back tomorrow. <laughs> It's, it's, I thought it was the first. Yeah, I thought it was first. I, I had my days wrong. You know, I've been real frazzled lately. Real frazzled. My mind's all over the place. Really confused. Yeah, I'm here to do the uh, to come to jail. <laughs> oh, that's a jail entrance. It's a guy go around the other side. Oh, oh, okay. Right. oh okay. okay. Sorry, my Uber driver dropped me off here. He thought I was going. Yeah. To, this is the visitor center. This is the employee entrance. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Are you are you working? Is his first day on job? <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm going to be a, I'm a resident. Oh yeah, you gotta go there. The, the okay, you gotta report. You see, over. The shot, you see, you see the big black guy with the shotgun. <laughs> go past him, make a left. <laughs> Not too fast. Yeah. Don't move too fast. Not too fast. He's been working. Up. He's been on the job for fifteen years. He's a little. He's he's yeah. been look. He's been <laughs> training for this. He's some shit. <laughs> he used to work for Blackwater. <laughs> walking up and then he'll. Be, this is what I trained for, and then the shooting starts. So just. Hey, I'm uh, I'm here for on. to to sign up for jail. Uh, okay, well, uh, do you have your cell phone on? You can't bring a cell phone in. Oh, yeah. Let me take it back to the car. I'll be back. <laughs> he walks back to the parking lot. He's got long term parking at jail, like the airport. <laughs> Puts his phone in. Hi, I, I came here. For, I'm signing up. I'm coming here for jail. Oh, this is the medical center. You need to. 
pull back. Yeah. <laughs> pull back, go around. You go back three, three blocks. You go back, you <laughs> hang right past the Burger King. You in jail. All right. I'm a little late. I went to the wrong entrance. Yeah, people always go to the wrong people jail. People do that. Don't worry about it. Come on yeah, in. Yeah, no one, people don't worry. They're not used to reporting the jail. People the darn do kids knocked down the sign that says jailhouse here. <laughs> don't darn do kids. It. Don't worry about it. It happens. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Yeah. But you just take your tie off, though. Yeah. Take, take your tie, tie off. off. <laughs> take off his shoes. Yeah. Um, See this gentleman, that's Rahim. He's going to be raping you. Yeah. Um, Take all your clothes off and make it the hose. Just stay right there. I got to hose you down. Stay right there. I don't know what you got on you. <laughs> Bend over, touch your toes, squat. They just lie on you. I don't think he's going to, to uh, what time Rikers. lunch? Yeah, okay. I don't know where he's going to go. He's going to go to one of those jails that has a tennis court. You yeah, know, I don't think they're going to send him to Rikers. White collar jails. He's going to a townhouse. That's <laughs> 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 metaphor, you know. Yeah. No, they got him in on uh, what is it, solitary confinement or something like that. Probably, I think they might. Yeah, but he wants to stay. They might jail. kill him just for just for shits and giggles, just <laughs> right. to say, yeah, yeah, I killed that motherfucker. Yeah, he, he, he wants to stay in jail because he need that protection because yeah. he, he got the Russian mafia out there. Yeah, as a trophy for somebody. <laughs> if you get Manafort, cut his head off, put him on a mantle. He's going to do to bring back his head to me. <laughs> he's like, he doing anything he can. Like he's not cooperating. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to cooperate. <laughs> I'm trying Stop to stay in this shit. Let's go know who I am. I'm Paul Manafort. <laughs> I don't know. If, have you seen my file? <laughs> you know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Did Man. you watch the shop yet? You the been watching the shop? Nah, I need. To, I need to get, I, I've been watching much TV. I, I need. I like. Uh, I've been out a lot. So like, I catch. I catch Rachel and. Yeah, that's it. I the just new one just popped up last night. It was Mary J. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, who actually got a cut. Mm-hmm. Was it Fallon? No, no. it's Kimmel. It was Kimmel. the other Jimmy. Yeah, the other Jimmy. Kimmel got a cut. Mm-hmm. They're like, you the first white guy got a cut here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, oh, we go, you're a real barber, right? That'd be an, an amazing <laughs> trick to <laughs> to pull. <laughs> you're a real barber. He got a cut. Um, was another woman there. Oh, it was. Um, I always forget her name. The the writer. She got a cut too. Gay woman who is a writer. Gay woman who's a writer. Her hair is very low. She lives in L.A. Uh, gay black woman. Roxanne Gay. No, not Roxanne Gay. Her name is Gay. Yeah, not Roxanne Gay. No, this woman is gay because they talked about that. They were like, he was like. You're the first woman that's gonna get a, that's getting a cut. And they're like, y'all, the gay women are gonna be happy now. And they're like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> and LeBron's on each show though, right? Hmm? He's on each show though, right? Oh yeah, LeBron okay. and Maverick. Okay, Maverick Carter. And he's drinking red wine. He was on one he of them. He didn't drink any. Jason Whitlock tried to criticize. They're drinking goblets of wine. What are you this mad is not at like any barbershop I've ever seen. Nobody's eating bald. fried chicken. Is that what you're mad yeah. at? You got a bald head. You only go to barbershop. It's also because like, when Jason Whitlock walks into a barbershop, everyone like shuts up and like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> well, this like, guy. You know, and that weird dude shows up. You're like, I'm not going to be in a barbershop. Oh, uh, part of this conversation. You know, I'm going to leave. He's the one that goes to the oldest barber there who cuts the pastor's hair. I'll wait. It was. Um, that's that's who Whitlock goes to. Yeah. You'd so be like, three. why is the old guy still in the barbershop? Well, he cuts <laughs> the pastor's hair. He's the only one that passes that cuts his hair. Yep. He only pay. He don't pay no boo for it. Nas, Ice Cube, Mary J. Blige. Nas doesn't really have much. 
Nas had stuff to say, but that's not Nas's. Nas is not a good interview. He's not guy. that guy. Who's Nas gonna... is trying to pay his child support, so he ain't really trying to say much that he could put in the album. Okay, so it's Nas. <laughs> it was Nas, Ice Cube, Mary J. Blige, Chris, Chris Bosh, Lena Waithe. That's her name. Okay, Chris Bosh, Jimmy Fallon, and Todd Gurley. Okay, that's interesting. That's well, interesting. Todd Gurley's not getting his dreads cut, is he? That's oh no, that's <laughs> there's no wrestling cast. coach there to tell me he had to get his dreads <laughs> right. Cut. You can't be on this show. Put on your cap. Was that a head cover? Well, we're not doing that. I need you to cut that, all that off. <laughs> he, uh, Bosch has some good things to say. And That's interesting. Gurley was just talking about football. They were talking about football. And they were talking about uh, speaking your mind. And LeBron had said, you know, it's a plantation. It's plantation owners don't want you, as opposed to the NBA, mm. where you pretty much say whatever the fuck you want to say. And yeah. they got a commissioner who lets them. Yeah. And, uh, and naturally, America came at LeBron how dare you say it's a plantation I'm like oh oh oh, oh really oh he's saying what everybody has been saying they actually <laughs> think that sports writers have said right yeah. okay oh you can't even show your face at the NFL you gotta keep your helmet on yeah <laughs> yeah and and by the way Todd Gurley was like yeah yeah <laughs> yep he's, he's I can't I can't I'll just uh I'll blink twice he was like yep yeah he'll be on yeah. the Kaepernick if you feel oppressed, just blink three times to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, um, I, I did, a, I seen a couple of interviews with Chris Bosch um, before he had to retire the blood clots and everything. He's in, like in the coding and mm-hmm. different aspects. Like he has a really interesting like tale about him. And uh, it's always amazing how like when something tragic happens to an athlete, how they all of a sudden become great. Like Chris Bosch was good. I don't think he was like great as an athlete. Uh, he was good in Toronto. Yeah, he was kind of. He had to take a backseat role in Miami. Though. Yeah, he took a. He yeah. took a, not just a backseat. He took all. The, what were LeBron? All the seats. <laughs> <laughs> he, took all he, was, the, he like, yeah, I made the backseat all the way to the backseat. You're seat. playing with LeBron and then yeah. Dwayne Wade. But I when mean, he got but when uh, you're you're number three. When he finally got the chance to take the take the helm, that's what it's um, where he got cut short because he was he yeah, was like he a twenty ten, yeah, twenty ten two blocks a game player. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. definitely capable of all that, and then. Blood clots, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Time to quit. Your wife and kids, you made a lot yeah. of money. Now don't don't fuck it up like Trump did. Now don't yeah. go run for president. You, <laughs> you got a perfect situation. I mean, you didn't. It's not like he's a criminal like Trump was, but yeah. just you're good. Things are good. But how do? You, That's all you got to do is just ride this wave. It's just funny how. When you, like, you look at Trump now, <laughs> like the years, like how did not anybody? How did this not get exposed? earlier yeah. it did in new york mm-hmm. people in new york used to talk about this all the time like he was a racist piece of He's shit a fraud don't mm-hmm. go into his buildings don't do business with him mm-hmm. he bankrupted a casino in atlantic city no one bankrupts a casino unless you're trying to bankrupt a casino mm-hmm. it's not possible yeah <laughs> he know? he um <laughs> destroyed the usfl <laughs> yeah i mean so people in new york knew this no one in new york took him seriously that's why no one knew from new york thought that he would ever possibly be president yeah. so everybody was like it's not a possible way people are going to vote for this guy america just knows him as um your fired guy yeah right mm-hmm. and then it was and then he tapped into racism racism's undefeated you know, and then you, and then he followed Barack Obama, and as as my good friend Ty likes to say, if you don't have Barack Obama, you you cannot have Donald Trump. Yeah, you just you can't because the thing that white America fears, white America doesn't fear the the thug black guy. They, that's that's not a real fear. What the real fear is good black governance. Yeah. 
he wrote a book called We Were Eight Years in Power, and that's based on a speech that a guy gave after Reconstruction. When it was during Reconstruction when um, black people were holding elected office and they were governing well. Yeah. And white people came in and changed all the rules. Can't have that. Take them out and put them back in the thing. And the guy says in the speech is, we were eight years in power and everything everything went well. And then you come to the conclusion that it's not... It's not black people being criminalized and fucking up that's bad. What's bad is what the bad thing is that black people governing and ruling in a in a just good manner, doing it well. That's bad because if black people can do things well like that, mm-hmm. then then your whole worldview, everything you know about black people is wrong. Yeah. Everything you've been taught has to be wrong. So now you have to examine everything you've been taught because you've been taught that you're above these people and they're not as good as you. I just had a discussion with a lady today. She was telling me that her husband's friends in Pennsylvania, white guys, were like they didn't like Barack Obama because he he talks, I said, talks uppity. <laughs> she was like, no, it was like they said that it was like he acted like he was better than them. So uppity. Yeah, <laughs> so, so uppity. You know. So, but that's not what he did. He's just—he's just. Think it better than me. He's intelligent, and he's not what—he's not what you need black people to be for you. Right. That's what he did. Right. And you can't—you can't deal with that. Meanwhile, while still while still listening to uh, BBD New Edition and Voice to Man and Jay Z in his iPod, yeah. he was still doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He still maintained a high level of black. He pauses Doomy to give some <laughs> yeah. well, because, speech about because respecting you need everyone. A, you need us to be in this this position because everything in your worldview has been telling you this about us, and if and if this is wrong, yeah. then everything is wrong. And also, when the the subtext of he acts like he's better than us. Um, so you can't handle people being better than you (laughs) or which people this person so what if he is better because there i mean objectively they have everyone in the world most likely has someone who's better than them Mm -hmm. in certain categories so what do you mean he acts like Mm -hmm. it like what does that even mean and why can't you accept that someone's because you you have a boss at work that person's better than you or higher than you so there are people who are better than you and you uh, tolerate that why can't you tolerate this guy being better than you and then acting like it is just some extra shit you put on it yourself because he wasn't walking around going, hey, you piece of shit. What's yeah, going on? Fuck he's you. He's not that person. Fist right. power, better to you. Fist power, better to you as well. And that just destroys your worldview of him. You, you, can't, you can't deal with that. And, and the simple truth is that if you look at their family, the Obamas, wife, Brock, wife, two beautiful kids, um, mother-in-law who lives with them, goddamn dog named Bo right out of Central yeah. Casting. A dog named Bo right out of Central Casting. So you right. have all these elements. So, okay, Barack Obama did exactly what you tell black people to do. Yep. He did it exactly the way you tell him to do it. Exactly. He really didn't even tap into any racial resentment. He could have. He never really did. He only talked about reconciliation and people being close and I'm going to work with everybody. He could have went the complete other way. If he does, he's not president, but he's not even that guy. So he did everything you told him to do and you still rejected him. So what that tells me is it's not it's not the things that you need. It's him. <laughs> That's mm. what they're rejecting. They're rejecting the blackness. No one even forced Trump to get a dog. Like, they, nope. forced, they forced They're like, yeah. he didn't get a dog. What do you look, at a dog? The, look at the things they say about <laughs> Michelle Obama. Mm. You know, they call her a man, say that she's fat. Also uppity. Say that she's ugly. Say that she's uppity. How dare she show her arms? They say all that stuff about Michelle Obama, right? Mm. Elegant Michelle Obama. 
this guy's wife was damn near a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Millwater. Soft point. And they're proud of that. Well, let's just start so, start with this. Let's say um, Michelle Obama just had an accent mm-hmm. and occasionally misused words, with which people who are from other countries with accents mm-hmm. do. That wouldn't be tolerated. No. She would be called a, a dummy, an idiot. How'd mm-hmm. she ever go to Yale? Affirmative action, all this stuff. If she had just a thick accent, which Melania has, mm-hmm. and if she just sometimes misspoke, you know, uses the wrong tense of a verb mm-hmm. or whatever, which Melania does. Mm-hmm. Well, Melania that's is a dummy enough. too, though. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that. But <laughs> you know, but Michelle's minimum, not a dummy. Yeah. The first lady with an accent yeah. at minimum would have been she would have been trashed for that. Just like the mustard in the tan suit. It's like right. it doesn't matter. Like it, it's it's like you know plugging holes in a sinking ship. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna water's gonna come in another one. Yeah, it's not. So, that it's it's you that they don't like. It's the skin that they don't like. It's you and what you represent. You represent the fracturing of their whole worldview. Everything they've been taught, you're not that thing. And ultimately, what they really don't want black people to succeed, they can't. No. Because if they do, then it fractures their whole worldview. Everything crumbles around, and that's how you end up with you end up with a Donald Trump. I mean, a guy won every white major demographic. Every not even major, every white demographic, he won it in a major way. What does that say about them? Yeah. And he beat all the other Republican candidates. Right. What does it say? Who started going the, well, I got to go crazy now too. Right. Like, I, I got to get in on this crazy shit. <laughs> Ted <laughs> Cruz was starting to get some, I mean, with, in the absence of Trump, Ted Cruz said some crazy shit during that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, campaign period. And he beat all of them too. Mm-hmm. The ones who were moderates, the ones who were at least positioning themselves as moderates, like, hi, I'm John Kasich. I'm a respectable guy. His record mm-hmm. might not be, but they were laughed out. I mean, uh, Jeb Bush was laughed out of He's the whole thing. He's the only one who ran as a white supremacist. Right, right. So it's, 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 he didn't just win. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he, he won every, like all the caucuses and everything. All the way to the presidency with that. He never had to like, you know how they think they, we've got to change our message now that we're out of the primary. So we've got to Mm-mm. go toward the middle. Nope. Mm-mm. He didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> he didn't have no questions. No, he didn't yeah. do any of that. He didn't have to release his taxes. He didn't have nope. to. None of that. So what does that say? Act in a what way does that say about him? Poor Jeb Bush. I remember there was a video of Jeb Bush and he was at, at a town hall. <laughs> He's like, I'm Jeb Bush. He said something. Please like, clap. Please clap. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, poor Jeff. Please clap. <laughs> Please clap. Someone should name their comedy album. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> Please clap. That's that's a. They thought that it was a good idea to give him the nuclear codes. Hey, that's yep. that's how deep racism goes. You thought it was a good idea to give this man the nuclear codes just to be reaffirmed in. The the highness of whiteness. I'm, I'm looking forward to martial law to be in, in for because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming. Every little every, it's, it's funny. I was I was thinking I was talking, I was talking to my wife. I like every little thing they thought Obama was going to do mm-hmm. or was going to be. He's it <laughs> like right yeah. now, and they and don't, they're allowing it, and they don't care because ultimately it's it's him. a guy stands up in his first address and shouts, "You lie at him." Yeah. That guy's not drummed out of town, and and people aren't like this is this is literally outrageous. They made excuses for the guy. Even the so-called modern ones were like, well, you know, this happens back in history and stuff like that. No, this has never happened. Ever. Not in the modern era. It happened specifically because, again, this guy didn't like this black guy being uppity. 
So how how dare he stand up there and say that? He's acting like he's better than me. How dare he think he's better than me? So this guy got to stand up and shout, you lie at the President of the United States, and we all acted like it was a normal thing. Yeah. That was the start of all this. Half of the Republican Party believes that Barack Obama was not born in this country. Half. And there are people around here who want me to believe that the Republican Party are okay. They're okay people. They just, they just, you know, they just have a different, different difference of opinion. No, they don't. Mm. No, 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 they don't. There's a lot of revisionist history now about the Republican Party. Like all of a sudden now they've just got here. No, right. You thought Sarah Palin should be president. She was what, what they say. She's just a heartbeat away. Yeah, you yeah. thought you thought that she could be president. You thought that. Are you crazy? You must be. That's why we got the Freedom Caucus now. Yeah. The Freedom yeah. Caucus. Is but you had it before with the Tea Party. Mm-hmm. You know that's how racist you are. That you begin a, that you begin a protest party immediately after this man gets elected. Before he even gets sworn in, you have a protest party with like tri-corner hats. Right, like right. we're like the old patriots. Right, we're like right. that. We're taking our country. And it's back. only based on racism, and and our our allies take them seriously. Mm. <laughs> take them seriously. They don't call out people's racism, obvious racism, with birthers. I'm going to sit down and have this conversation. That's why I don't. I don't trust allies. I don't listen to Joe Rogan's show anymore because of that. You're willing to have a conversation with racists. You know, just to see their viewpoint. Well, I don't care about, what you have to say anymore. I don't want to talk to you. It's racially tinged. Yeah, well, racially tinged. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's just a, a smidge. A There's a lot of people smidge. I don't fuck with anymore just because of just because of um, other associations they have. Like, why would I fuck with you? Mm. <laughs> why would I fuck with you? Here we And here we are. You know, here we are. And the world can, the way of life as we know it can literally come to an end behind the pursuit of white supremacy. <laughs> and people don't, don't people don't want to see that. Yeah. And people do. Is well, it? it's it's uh whatever happens we're on top. So the white supremacy will still win. Mm-hmm. So even if let's say climate change isn't addressed and now like all the coastal cities are gone or whatever, uh, all these ways of life change, it's still the hierarchy is there. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the most Precious thing, right? Is to keep the hierarchy, regardless of the collateral damage of keeping the hierarchy. If that remains, then hey, we're still number one. We did That's it. insanity. We might only have twenty five states. Five states. Oh, <laughs> uh, someone's gonna have to like start peeling stars off the flag because <laughs> states are gonna be underwater. We only got- I was thinking about that today. You know, my father was born into a segregated society and lived in a segregated society. Up until 1954, when the Civil Rights Act was signed, which didn't stop segregation, didn't stop right segregation. Away. Segregation just changed into another form. Right. My father lived in it. My father actually lived in a segregated society. Think about that. Yeah, people our parents' age went to segregated schools. Right. You know, until they were maybe partly through school, or maybe all the way through school. Right. Sometimes maybe like middle school that the school changed for them. I right. lived in a society where you couldn't look a white man in the face. I got an aunt who just passed away, and uh, I was working on a bit because she was eighty. She died at eighty-six years old, so I just did like a you know quick Google. If you're eighty-six, what did you live through? Yeah, and like my aunt basically lived through one of the world wars. She uh, <laughs> she um, she remember when um, black women 
and women in general couldn't vote, when black people couldn't vote, she remember she marched on Washington, she seen the <laughs> Mm -hmm. The first black president, and then she saw, you know, then she sees Trump, and that's the reason why she died because Trump killed. <laughs> <laughs> but she survived all of this. <laughs> she yeah. went through it. She's like, this is enough. I can't do yeah. this anymore. Full circle. Back to where I was born. <laughs> yeah. You know, she 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 remember when she couldn't sit in the back seat, and now she's sitting it's in the front circle. seat. Circle, so circle of life. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. And at the end of the day, is 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 as if people or the government or senators or whatever are just taking their precious time watching this disintegrate right before and everybody can see it it's like just go take time well they're they're actually like they're actually like like when you watch a sporting event mm. and you have people commenting on the game yeah they're actually like providing color commentary on the chess match of all the legal maneuvering like well he's gonna try to do this and they're gonna do this like as though everyone knows this is the way it's all spiraling down toward the drain mm. and we're just gonna provide commentary like, <laughs> like oh no, 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 no what's gonna happen next is this gonna happen it's like no how about this let's just say it out loud this guy's a criminal mm. everyone knows he's a criminal he's all everything he's doing is digging in to not be caught yeah you know it's, it's clearly not innocent yeah, but he's just but they're just like okay, and then uh, we're gonna see what happens next when Giuliani comes out and says this and that. Like, why are you commenting on it? Like, he's it's trash. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, always was. And again, black people who lived in New York knew it. When he let the police force handle black people any way they wanted to, and our allies were okay with it because ultimately, in the end, it made them feel safe. He started stopping frisk, right? Yeah. Okay. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder Trump was like, yeah, stop your frisk. We're gonna, we're gonna clean up New York. Clean it up. And what that means is we're going to keep black people in their areas and we're going to terrorize them legally. That's what we're going to do legally. We're going to take away their civil rights legally. We can do that. Well, he's a, he's we, the we worst lawyer year. ever. And he was America's mayor, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that post 9-11. He handled it so well. It would, uh, everyone oh, would have done exactly what he did. Exactly what he speeches. did. <laughs> like, we're going to rebuild and we're strong. Wow, what a great mayor. <laughs> he's our mayor. He's yeah. our mayor. Mm -hmm. I guess people are expecting, like, I guess certain mayor, mayors will just get on TV and like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do, guys. Like, uh, you know, like just start shaking and sweating. Okay. Every mayor, every politician is going to get up there after 9-11 and say, all right, we're still strong. America, 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 strong. America, and then walk away into the sunset. Like, the same thing with George Bush. Like, what's he supposed to do? <laughs> That's the only thing you do is walk and say, okay, we're going to get him. Giuliani yeah. goes up there and says, hey, all right, I don't know what we're going to do. I sent my secretary over to do a quick Google. <laughs> Whatever results come up with, we're going to follow the one with the most verif yeah. verifications. And that's what we're going to do. And people are like, but Giuliani, Google is in its infancy. It's only 2001. People barely use Google. Go, go to Yahoo at minimum. Where are we at? Alta Vista, maybe a web crawler. Uh, hour four. <laughs> Let's talk about these racist tweets and then bring this home real quick. You're going to have to read them. My phone is about to die. All right. So this football player plays for the Chicago Bears, I Let's believe. Let's analyze the tweets. Some of them, I think, were reaches. Others were not. And, uh, you know, it was, again, it's like someone's like puts on the scuba gear and goes, I'm diving in. Like, as yeah. soon as something, I'm, I'm going to find She's not even a public figure, but this guy uh, proposed to her after a game. Resurfaced tweets. After they beat the Packers. <laughs> and again, just like I said last week, I don't like the passive language of like tweets surface. No, someone went and someone found them. Found them. Someone Googled like the N word with her name. Right. And found them. <laughs> Resurfaced tweets reveal black Chicago Bears players' white fiance has a racist past. Um, oh. He proposed to her 
on the field mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. after a game. So that's why it made the news. Uh, and the Bears tweeted, she said, yes, there's a video of it, on and on and on. So someone's like, I got to get her. Minutes <laughs> after his team clinched the first NFC North Divisional title in eight years. It was our ex. Chicago Bears left tackle Charles Leno Jr., black man, uh, proposed to longtime girlfriend Jennifer Roth, a white woman, on the midfield line at Soldier Field. Following their announcement, Twitter detectives went to work and discovered that Roth has a racist past of her own. Less than 24 hours after the big ask, tweets dating back to 2012 revealed Roth wanted to, quote, go back to talking to white guys, end quote, after observing how black men treat white women on her college campus. Um, someone took a bunch of screenshots. So there's oh, like... Let's, let's hear some of the tweets. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say the N-word. Okay. I'll just say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank uh, you. You want me to read it yeah. for you? <laughs> uh, this is from December of 2012. This is her whole tweet. Bitches think they slick, but then they act like N-words. <laughs> she didn't have the hard ER. Hmm. It was A-S. That's the whole tweet? Yeah, that was the whole tweet. What's that even mean? Bitches think they slick, but oh. then they act like N-words. Um, two days later, if she had put that the other way, it would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah. N words that's true. think they slick, but then they act like bitches. Like bitches. Yeah. yeah. Um, Some bitch assness. <laughs> <laughs> two days later, December thirteenth, twenty twelve. She's hot. This seems like a part of a conversation because it starts with and and if you pillow talking with the women that are screwing you, just know that she gon' tell another N word when she threw with you. So she's going with a slang too. She, and okay. she's drunk. So <laughs> now she's saying that <laughs> when she threw with you. Yeah. So. You're pillow talking if you're and then the next guy she's gonna tell the guy what the pillow talk is, is what we're saying? Yeah, if you pillow talking with the woman women that are screwing you, just know that she's gonna tell another she's gonna tell another N word when she threw with you. When she's done with you. Okay. Okay. So clearly she's gonna cheat it on. Yeah. <laughs> By an N word. Yeah. Back in March of twenty twelve. Jimmy Butler got a win, LOL. And then she quote tweets somebody else who says, loss for Nash, Mello, and Griffin. Damn, all my N-words took a loss tonight in the NBA. But it's a quote. Okay, so she's tweeting, she's quote tweeting somebody else. Yeah, this before, that was before quote tweeting was his, his own separate box. You would just yeah. say your thing and then their tweet would just follow as a, a block of text. Yeah. Um, January 2012. You believe that shit all because some lame ass N-words tweet that shit? Question mark. Okay. Uh, Interesting. I'm still puzzled. Another one. These hoes be acting up and these N-words be letting them. Oh, that's a song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Th those actually so got, There is a song exemption. Yeah, yeah, to, those, yeah. those are lyrics. Uh, huh. <laughs> I, uh, but I don't know. Now I, got, now I will do a quick Google in my really Giuliani voice. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is from December of 2012, December 17th, 2012. Ghetto people are always naming their kids after stuff they can't afford. Mercedes, Diamond, Bentley, Pearl, Light Bill, Rent, Car Insurance. That's a joke. That's someone's bit. That's yeah. someone's <laughs> bit. Yeah, she's, she's got bits. She referenced a bit in that. <laughs> um, and then this this one, uh, the date got cut off. But I like seeing white guys with black girls and black guys with white girls because mixed babies are so cute, LOL. Well, you're going to have one. Um, the word that's bolded is black. So someone searched her Twitter handle with the word right, black. Right, right. Well, you're going to have one, so. Yeah. 
Uh, but she's, she said they're cute, so I don't know. Yeah, well, That's not so bad. November of 2012. I can't tell if love and basketball is why I love black guys or if I love love and basketball because I love black la- black guys. I don't see anything wrong with that. That's the most innocent tweet of all. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what they do. They To bolster well, There's no reason to put case, that tweet up. It's a, it's, it's a bigger deal if you screenshot 20 tweets than four tweets. So people are like, look at all this I found. This one's talking down there. <laughs> oh, is, is, did she just did she yeah. just quote tweet? I think she just quote tweeted you. <laughs> yes. so, okay, so, um, most basketball players I see are black. I'm trying so, to corrupt the daughter. So the song is "Acting Up" by Wale and Meek Mill. Okay. Yeah, these lights. Uh, it says, "Yeah, turn the lights on. Yeah, turn the lights on. Yeah, turn the lights on. Yeah, turn the lights That's on." Some great writing right there. <laughs> these hoes be acted up. These hoes be acted up. These hoes be acted up, <laughs> and these niggas be letting know. Some great writing right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the beginning. Don't okay. get no stronger than that. It's good, it's good payoff at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where they're going to go with that. October 30th, 2012. It's funny how black guys treat white girls on the campus. It makes me want to go back to talking to white guys. So she's been dating black guys all her life. Yeah. Okay. Um, next day, November, f- or two days later, November 1st. She's hot. It's true what they say about black guys. Probably why I can't bring myself to talk to a white man again, LOL. Oh, once you so go So two back. days after she said, I'm going back to talk to <laughs> white, white guys. guys. She was she like, must actually. She broke off in one of those <laughs> yeah, two days. Somebody tore all the pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she got blown out. She yeah. got that, that long day style. <laughs> <laughs> This this next one's a quote, so I'm not even gonna read it. Uh, this here's here's one, uh, October 9th, twenty twelve. This dude pitch black. Like I know I like black guys, but he's like burnt toast black. Now that I've seen this dynamic, the white person who's a little too familiar. Yeah. This is how black people talk to each other. Right. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you can't call someone burnt toast black. <laughs> you can't call them. <laughs> I've been in those conversations where two black guys are calling and talking about how black each other are. I'm like, Andy pulls I'm out not, his phone. You know what? I don't want to riff, guys. I don't want to riff on this. Andy pulls out his phone, starts going on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? What else? What else? So she is trying to riff. This is not a white person's place. To riff. This dude pitch black. Like I know I like black guys, but he's like burnt toast black. Um, that might be the last one in this list. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So, and you can see the search terms because you can see her Twitter handle with black and see her Twitter handle with the N word right there. So, people, I'm sure, also threw in her Twitter handle with uh, every other slur. Right. Just looking. To destroy her potential marriage to a man that she may love and may love her back. Um, Of course, a lot of Twitter replies, no surprises here. There's a sunken place gif. There's, you know, the usual. Are people going to come in? Yeah, because people need to celebrate being better than someone. Uh, the whole someone's better than me, bring them down a peg. That's a human thing also. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of replies on Twitter. Uh, some people are saying this is eight years ago, seven years ago. Other people are dragging her, but what are you supposed to do? She's not a public figure. Public figures, I guess... Are starting to catch on. You gotta, yeah, delete all those old tweets before the thing happens. But like, what was like? My question is, what's the end game? Like, the end their engagement or right? That's what I'm. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you trying to destroy him from the Super Bowl? I mean, they're going to the playoffs. Drag her. <laughs> that's it. 
the online community, this is the article again, the online community had a thought or two about the boresome bigotry. One user challenged black men defending Roth's behavior to keep the same energy around their mothers and aunts. What is happening? And this is the part of the article where they just have tweets right. from other right. people. That doesn't mean that they're not doing it. I don't know yeah. who's defending her. I don't I think a lot of it was this was a long time ago. Yeah. Let them live, you know, that kind of thing. Let them live, yeah. I can see that. And by the way, just because somebody's doing that doesn't mean they're not doing it for their mother and their aunt. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, and also, maybe he's into that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what he's into. Yeah, you don't know what they do yeah, behind We haven't seen his door. tweets. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess someone's, someone's looking. Um, here's the picture of him, you know, taking the knee at midfield yeah. on the sea on the middle of Soldier Field. Are those Timberlands she got on? Those Timberlands she got on? Uh, she's got boots on. Oh, yeah. Boots? Yeah, she's got boots. Here's the video of it. I mean, it's... it's I don't want to see the video. Yeah, we're not going to... Like, not important. Oh, he's got the ring out. Okay, so there's a whole... He it was all... He had cameras ready to go. That's her walking out the midfield. Like, she knew what was going on because why would the girlfriend be walking out the midfield post game? Mm-hmm. And she's all surprised. Like, I didn't... I thought I was just coming out the midfield to hang out. Got a shirt with his number on it and his name on the back, like a flannel, Andy Klein style. Yeah, she's got, she's got the flannel. His, his number and name on the back of it. White she already got his name flannels. on her. On her. <laughs> 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 already got his name on her back, so she's stuck. White people yeah. be flanneling. Teammates are happy. They jumping. Oh, they're breaking into a haka. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is the referee pulling out scissors? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too many dreads on the <laughs> Why is that referee pulling out scissors? So I guess the question is, because um, this is a line that younger people, I think she's in her 20s, younger people more likely to cross than older people is being more familiar with that word and just using well, it as part of today. vocabulary. Uh, and she was younger still when those tweets were written. Mm-hmm. Six, seven years ago. I gotta blame yep. young black people in her life too for not letting her know. Also, other black people, older black people, not telling younger black people. I've had this discussion with people about, well, I don't mind people say it. I'm like, okay, well, you're setting them up. I've <laughs> been surprised by, like, sometimes the younger person literally doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. They're, like, clueless. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about when we were in New York, you get on the subway at, like, 3 45 in the afternoon when school's on out. White kids, brown kids, black kids all throwing out that word yeah. like it's nothing. Yeah. And then the older people are like, What's going on here? Like, <laughs> someone's supposed to be getting punched right now, right? The world star? Should we start yelling world star? Is there going to be a fight? Mm-hmm. These kids are just hanging out talking. But that, does, that, that just goes to show you like the school the school system now. Like when we was going to school, it was probably depending on, you might have like maybe one school where you was like, you could count the black people or yeah. vice versa. You could just count the white people on like one or two hands. Where now these school systems are like really mixed in. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> no. It depends no. on where you it's, live, I guess. It's, um, it's just culture. Mm. They listen to the music. Yeah. So they hear it in the music and no one checks them. Yeah. And no one when you're young, no you're clumsy us, with that stuff No one too. tells the seriousness of it. No one checks them. Yeah. And then other people don't check them either. And then They sit behind closed doors and they're out yeah. there at the, the, the thing of, And then when you're a kid, you want everybody to hear you so you're as loud as you possibly can be. Yeah. yeah. For her, the, the vehicle to be loud is Twitter. And also, yeah. if you're white and you're a little hood, and I have—I don't know what her situation is, but I've seen that too, where it's yeah. like, oh, well, I can because she's hood adjacent, probably. Yeah. Although not growing up or anything like that, I'm just saying. Chances are, the people she associates with probably athletes. Yeah, she's you know, a cool she's white probably girl. Probably an athlete chaser. <laughs> strikes me as. Yeah, she's you a cool know. white girl. Is there a fire? <laughs> What's that beeping? Tom on fire. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Are you okay? That's a thermometer. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Digital thermometers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, it's, it's, 
these are tweets from years ago. She might be a different person now, and he knows her better than anyone else who's tweeting say, about it. No, but I wouldn't even because he may be one of these. He may be one of these. Uh, oh, it's okay. Yeah. So I would, I would gather both of them up and be like, listen, and here's what this is. Right. And you better start thinking about this shit because you're you're now both about to have these these black babies that you were talking about earlier. Right. You're going to have one. And they so might you better, be burnt toast. You better yeah. understand this and let's let's get this shit going. So somebody needs to gather them up and, they and have a discussion. Now, after I have the discussion with you, if you flex back at me or something like that, it ain't going to go good for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to go good. Now, as far as I know, I don't know <laughs> Uncle Randolph. It's not going to go good. Don't I don't know if he has like... It's not going to go good for you. If he has come out and defended her in any way. I don't, he ain't said I, nothing. Yeah. If he's smart, he won't. Yeah. But he knows, her he, better. he knows her better than we do. Yeah, yeah. I got to focus. First of all, you know. we're in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just won the division. We got to shut up. We got to focus on next week. Got to come in and have a good week of practice. Ain't nothing he can say that's going to go good for him. Me and Khalil So they both just need to go to ground. <laughs> but somebody from either his family or somebody needs to gather them both up and be like, okay, here's what's happening. Yeah. No one's ever apparently given you this, this, this smoke before. I'm going to give it to you now. <laughs> and you need to pay attention. And this is what we're talking about. Someone needs to do that. And this and is also. You need to try to go forward with this in your life because you're new about territory to territory too children. because you wouldn't expect your old tweets if you're just someone's girlfriend mm-hmm. to suddenly be news. You know, you'd be like, so preparing yourself for that stuff. I mean, these guys, these PR people who help athletes with their image crafting are going to have to figure that out too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to look at your social media, but also everyone around you mm-hmm. who's going to, or just don't do public stuff with them. Don't propose right. in midfield because someone is going to resurface her tweets. Everything yeah. that, everything doesn't have to be on social media. You can, you know, you could propose at a restaurant. You know that, right? right. You want <laughs> people do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> People do, and and or you can have to, but the social proposal has been happening also forever. Also, promposals now too. Like you know, that's been happening forever. Elaborate you know, promposals. Now is the time when people are looking up. Well, let's just search and see. Plus, there's don't forget there's a thing of, let's bring this white girl down who's dating this black guy. Yeah, there's also that. <laughs> you know, let's bring her down. How dare she do that? Yeah. I oh, bet look, she's, she's a piece of shit. That's yeah. why she dates him. So there's also that happening too. Yeah, there's a lot of like gossipy kind of, and it's part of also there's this the, the dragging culture, which is just you're in the machine. It's the machine has to chew people up and spit them out every day, so people can kind of feel good about themselves for being better right. than others. Yeah. And sometimes you're just in the crosshairs, and in two days it's going to be somebody else. And that's like kind of when people say outrage culture, and people are like, oh, there's no outrage culture. There is. People enjoy yeah. being outraged. They seek it out. They they literally go to your Twitter feed and seek out outrage, and so. If you're at any kind of public figure, and I, I mean, we're public figures in a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't, should I look at my old tweets? I don't know. But uh, a lot of nigga tweets out there, Andy. Only like four. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't put the R on the end. And we're cool. They be acted up. And two, of them, two of them were lyrics. So, and once one of them, I was really mad. Yeah. I was angry that day. I didn't got, got a lot cut of off sleep. traffic. Yeah, got cut day, off traffic. I was like, that's true what they say. <laughs> some guy tried some road rage with me the other day. Uh, he was, I was coming out of this parking lot where it was like, he had to make a left turn. And there's no lights or stop signs, and there's yeah. just traffic everywhere. There's no opening to make a left turn. It's one of those things you got to sit and wait a while. Mm-hmm. People are across, coming across. It's the whole thing. And so this guy behind me was getting impatient. He, I was next in line. I had waited behind two other cars forever. Now it was my turn to sit and wait. And he starts honking his horn at me. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, 
I don't know what you expect to happen here. Maybe just just roll out into the road. Yes. But then there was he, he honks. He's throwing his hands up. He honks again. And then at one point, there's like a a couple cars. Like one car is trying to turn. Another car is turning a different. They kind of stop. Everybody stops. There's actually an opening for me to go because everyone's like stopped for a second. So I go and he zooms right behind me, even though it was his turn to sit and wait. But he zooms right behind me. Then we get to the, the light. And it's two turn lanes. He's in the left turn lane. I'm in the mm-hmm. one to the right of that. I get to I stop first behind the car, and he kind of goes past me on my left. And he kind of looks out. He's looking at me as he goes by. And then he stops like a car length up. So then that light turns green. We both turn left. I get into a, a, a right lane to make another turn. So now I'm two lanes apart from him. Right. He's in the far left lane, and then he kind of pulls next to, he's next to me but he's like two lanes away two lanes away and he rolls down his window and he's like oh fuck you over. you know he's like yelling yeah and then like he rolls down his passenger side window and he spits at me first of all i'm two lanes away <laughs> also you got to spit across your whole car through the passenger side like you're gonna you're gonna spit in your car yeah, so exactly what he did. He's like just he's like an old like some older guy. He had an accent. I couldn't tell what he was saying. He was just yelling, and uh, just yelling Trump, Trump. Yeah, <laughs> he seemed to be like a, yeah. I, I couldn't tell, but he was just angry. He had he was a ma- he was angry at something, mm-hmm. and he was gonna dump it on me basically. And he was like yelling, it and, and then so and he spits, and I was just like shut the fuck. Like I you know I just said that like and I just continuing on my drive but he was hot <laughs> like yeah. he could not believe he was going to be waiting at this Wegmans parking there lot this, there was this comic in Austin Tom he said he used to carry a hatchet around <laughs> if somebody did that he would just hold the hatchet on the look out <laughs> yeah just for that purpose he would just hold the hatchet up and look out <laughs> like if there's literally no opening in traffic yeah, and you honk you at someone what's going to happen next Is, are they supposed to just magically create space but uh yeah, he was just mad. He was just just an angry dude for whatever reason. To you know, spit thirty feet. Yeah, are you a spit champion? It's not gonna hit me. <laughs> so I just thought it was kind of funny. But I was like, that guy. He's probably been his, his whole day is <laughs> just him running around raging at shit. Yep. <laughs> I gotta yep. I gotta be mad. Yep. And just think, because Virginia, that guy could have had a gun on his hip. He could have. Dominic's yeah. had a couple stories about. Yeah. That's the same area, like you know, yeah. where Dominic. <laughs> Followed someone. Yeah, Dominic followed a guy who did some shit like that to him, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Someone could have a gun. Someone this could end bad. You know, my guy was some old guy. I don't know if he would have had a gun. Right. Old guys sometimes are the ones with guns because they feel like they need help. Right. If they get into a situation like that. Right. Even if they start it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking idiot. Where we at? uh, Hour twenty-four. There we go. Let's bring this one home. Yeah. You guys got a little bit. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Enjoy your holiday. Yep. Um, do a quick thing. January fourth uh, and fifth, I am at the uh, Comedy Loft in DC. And January twenty second, I am in Sherlington at Busboys and Poets. You can always come out and see me there at the Comedy Loft. January fourth and fifth in DC, Busboys and Poets in Sherlington. January twenty second, come see me do some comedy if you'd like. There you go. January 2nd at the D.C. Draft House. I'm on No Pulp Comedy. I think it starts at 8 o'clock with uh, P.D. Steele and Adrian Rodney. Um, and then on January 4th, I have a show. I don't know the details yet, but that's a Friday night show, January 4th. And uh, maybe next week I'll plug it. Next week you're not going to be here, so we're going to try to record, no, I guess, I'm me and be here. a couple other people. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but that's that's it for my calendar. There you go. 
Um, January 4th and 5th, I'm at the DC Comedy Loft downstairs. Mm -hmm. um, the 11th, I'm at Hannah's Basement. And January 20th, um, 17th, I'm at Tommy Teller's Almost Ladies Night, co-hosting that at the DC Comedy Loft as well. Uh, you get your tickets now, almostladiesnight.com um, for your tickets. Also, if you're listening to this on Thursday, I am probably going to be in Austin tomorrow night, Friday night. Um, uh, reach out to me. I'm going to try to get, you know, try. I'm going out with my brother probably down to 6th Street or someplace just to sit in a bar and have some drinks, look around. So let me know. I'd like to holler at you uh, if you're one of my people. But I'll be there. And if I'm not there, I'll let you know that I'm not going to be there. But chances are I'm going to be in Austin Friday night. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Uh, thanks for everything you did for us Happy last year. year. We appreciate you all. And this is, I guess, we're in the new year now on this one, aren't This we? will be the last close. one. This is the last one. Listen, we want to thank. Uh, looks like Mike is, is closing off the last one with us. We want to thank. Right, I did it. We want to thank everybody <laughs> who listens. We don't do year-end stuff well. We want to thank everybody who's been listening to us. Um all these years we appreciate it we thank everybody who's gave us some Patreon money those of you who are listening you know who you are those of you fucking reloads who aren't fuck yeah. you uh, <laughs> uh, also we're closing on our 800th episode there oh, you go yeah uh, two weeks away from that uh, help us do big things in 2019 yeah <laughs> Just the, let's go viral help us help you <laughs> yeah help us do big things we got shows coming up that we're gonna be pushing and stuff like that and Hopefully you guys will be part of it. We'd appreciate that. We want to thank Rod and Karen from the Black Eye Tips. I want to thank Chris Lambra for doing the interviews with me. Anybody I interview, Dr. Bambi Haggins, thank her for allowing me to interview her. Um, Marsha Warfield. Ah. Thank Marsha Warfield for letting me interview her for yep. the Woke Files. Uh, I'm sure there's people I'm leaving out. Dr. Jason Nichols, who I interviewed a couple of times. J.L. Kovan, who I interviewed uh, more than once. Um, Jimmy Merritt. JL is not quitting comedy, by the way. He's got, he no, just put new he's dates up. He's got dates up. I saw that. <laughs> what he he's doing? got <laughs> dates up. He's not quitting. <laughs> he's got dates he's up. He's in DC in January. Yeah. At the I'm comedy quitting. Lost. He's got dates yeah, up. Yeah, maybe we'll have him on the podcast. Yeah, he's here. We'll have him on. <laughs> and uh, anybody else who we interviewed? Didn't we do the um, the Black Panther yeah. thing this year? Did we do that we this year? We did the Black Panther thing this year. We yeah, also did the Bloody Heirloom uh, recap. Right, we did that. Yeah, um, so. yeah, all that was behind the paywall, freeloaders. Yeah, <laughs> about it. But it's all, it's all behind the paywall. Uh, oh. I look forward to having some more for y'all. Thanks, man. Thanks for everything. God knows we appreciate y'all. Uh, Ava, come here. Hurry up. God knows a, we appreciate y'all. Gonna be a, a joke coming. Hurry I, up! I want to thank y'all for letting me be on um, this year. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I really yeah, appreciate it. You've 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 uh, earned your way in. You know, uh, this is our last yeah. podcast for the year. You want to say goodbye to people for this for this last year. This is the last one. Do you have anything to say? Bye. Happy holidays. Well, uh, Happy okay, holidays. that's it. I'm going to Texas tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> going to Texas. It's gonna be warm. Yeah. No snow. Always warm. Warm today. Cold at night. <laughs> warm during the day it's weird hearing Christmas music when it's warm out yeah. <laughs> I heard that when I was in Vegas I was like oh that's strange <laughs> I've, I've never oh, really I'm going there January 16th to the 20th I'll be down there you going to Vegas? yeah if anybody's there um, if anybody's going to be in Vegas January 16th to the 20th uh, feel free to holler at me I'll be down there um, 
Oh, the classic Wednesday through Sunday. That's what we just did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, That's all good. the money gets spent then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you get away when it's cold. You go to Vegas. Right. It's like 60 degrees. Oh, yeah. In January. Yeah. I just bought my, um, my, my I, I bought my tickets in halves. So I bought my, my one ticket two. Okay. Then we'll buy my ticket back. <laughs> are you going by yourself? Oh, no. Me and my wife, we're going. You and your wife? Yeah. Kids are staying here? Yeah. They're going to be here. You got your hotel and everything? Oh, yeah. We could stay at the Flamingo. Flamingo. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think, you know what? This is now we're going to overtime. I meant to do this when I was there. Uh, I keep wanting to go to the spot where Tupac died or got shot, not died. Mm. Uh, but I, I think I feel like when I was in Vegas in 2012, I Googled it. I Googled it. And. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's going to be some kind of memorial with candles or something written <laughs> in chalk on the sidewalk. I went to where it said, and it was nothing there. <laughs> but I think it was near the Flamingo. I don't know. I don't remember now, but I think it was like because they turned, he got shot and they turned down some street mm-hmm. and then the car stopped. Yeah. And it was like, this is where the, this is like a spot. And so I went to that spot and there was nothing there. It was oh, like, wow. it was right off the strip. So I might have had it wrong, but I saying flamingo kind of jogged my memory. I was like, was it near there? Maybe that he got shot. I'm gonna well, uh, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give it a Rudy, a Rudy Giuliani yeah. Google. There you go. And then, <laughs> but if there's nothing there, you can choose any spot and <laughs> just write in a chalk R.I.P. Tupac <laughs> on this spot. He got shot. I'm like, I'm, right now, my wife was standing right in the same spot <laughs> back in '96 where Tupac got shot. Yeah, and it, it'd be right in front of like the Fremont Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be not even near the strip. <laughs> It'd be circus, circus. Yeah. It'll be at a fucking CVS somewhere in the middle of Las Vegas. All right, she gonna get mad at me. All right, y'all, we are done. Yeah, we gotta get. Thanks so out. much, and look for us in 219, 2019. We'll be here. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein, and I might be. Hey, we're three guys on. We are out. Peace.